anywhere. Um, hi, I'm Megan. I'm Kara, and this is the Witch's Magic Murder and Mystery Podcast. It, it sure is. Um, we were going to start this off real quick if you guys are on the YouTube video and show you some of the, we got some stuff in the mail today. We love mail days. It's the bit. I swear, ever since you said we love farmers, like now it's all I hear. When you're we like, we love, love farmers. farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Okay. Support your local That'll be farmer. in Tuesday's episode. <laughs> okay. So we got this really cute card. It's adorable. Oh my gosh. Uh, you guys, it's just the sweetest little thing. When you guys send us little notes. We um, just love it, Sarah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sarah. And then we got some little witchy books. It's adorable. From, from Rachel. Rachel. You know. And they came across the seas. Across the pond. Across the it pond. It had the queen. On, they say witch. Oh my God. God save the queen. Um, God save the queen. <laughs> yes. It's adorable. We love these so much. And also, then, I'm obsessed with notebooks, so that's... I know. I know. Actually, I'm planning I'm planning to start journaling again, and I'm really excited about it. So I haven't journaled a really long time. I'm so um, proud of you. I just, I just love it. And so... Uh, I was really, I'm always looking for like cute little notebooks, yeah. you know? And then Kristen sent us these really cool oh bags and they're from, it's called Sad Shop. You can look it up on Instagram. It's Sad Shop Co. Co. Eco-friendly woman-owned business. Mm-hmm. Adorable. Is. That's, she's beautiful. Yeah, I love it. Just beautiful. It's just the best. It's so nice. This Thank you so, so much. Yes. And for the little birthday note, we really, yes. really appreciate it. We love it, it so much. Um, and it's the cutest little card. Yeah, the card, I believe, was the handmade also from the Sad Shop. So she said that the girl who does the Sad Shop, her name's Katie, who's a friend of Kristen's. But yeah, look it up, you guys. We always love those women-owned businesses. Like spooky witches. This is amazing, spooky guys. Spooky witches. Pretty much anything at this point can, be, can be witchy woman. You know? It's gonna be. <laughs> Gonna be, gonna be, what are we doing? Uh, what pod, are we doing? A podcast. <laughs> are we? We're doing a music video. No, but that's what we are um, doing from now on, guys. We are transferring everything over to. <laughs> this is our formal announcement. Um, our album will be coming out. We're gonna drop it like it's hot. Uh, in December, um, Christmas. Yeah, it's a Christmas. Christmas. It's a Christmas album. It just became a witchy uh, Christmas album. Can you <laughs> <laughs> like, we both were like, "What are the Christmas cards?" Oh my god! And yes. send it to our Patreon members. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Okay, so those of you that are on Patreon know that I talked about powwowing, which has nothing to do with Native Americans. It is a practice of magic and, like, hexes and, like, some religious beliefs mixed in. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but a different side of it. So I found this story on TikTok, and I just decided to dig a little deeper into it. Nice. So I had mentioned before, but those of you that aren't on the Patreon, here we go. Like, the term powwow exists among the early settlers of Pennsylvania who were Germanic descent. Um, they started calling them Dutch instead, and they were just like, guys, that's not, that's not <laughs> we're us. We're not Dutch. Like, you all aren't understanding. That's not it. But whatever. It unfortunately stuck with them. And they're just like, screw it. Like, we can't get this out of your all's vocabulary. Yeah. Whatever. Pennsylvania Dutch. Yes. So they started the term powwow, and it was like a mystical practice of healing. They claim they possess like magical healing powers. I just feel like it's like powwow. Like it's magical. Like wow. Wow. I like the wow part. Yes. Some people believe that it was like evil practices, that they were just like devil worshiping Janet, probably. If it's (laughs) magic. Left her. Janet. If it's uh, magical. You guys. 
I don't know if you guys saw on our Instagram stories. My friends threw me a surprise birthday party. Oh my party, gosh, it was adorable. And it was podcast themed. It was the best. And so anyway, one, they had all like taken, they all had on podcast t-shirts. Yes. They had signs everywhere, but they all had little like quotes from podcast episodes. And they had food named after. I mean, it was, a, it was just. It was so cute. So much thought and so much greatness. But anyway, Janet, my friend, Tony, the one who sent us the Resurrection Mary <laughs> so- story. Amazing. She had, it was like just brownies with like J-A-N-E-T, J-A-N-E, I mean, and then there was like the word Janet was everywhere. And I, I was just it. like, God, I love it. I love that everybody loved the Janet. Yeah, <laughs> it was so amazing. But why <laughs> Janet? Janet. That's okay. it. Sorry for the interrupt. Nope. No, that's good. Okay. So um, people are just like, well, I mean, maybe it's dark magic. Well, maybe any magic not. is dark magic, as we know. Right. So mm-hmm. then we learned that there were some murders that happened that kind of put people on edge. And they were like, we got to get rid of these. The hex murders? These hex murderers. We, we gotta, talked about those on the Patreon. Y'all don't know nothing. We got to have like normal medicine. Yeah. Are you making fun of farmers? <laughs> we got to have normal medicine up in here. I don't know that they talked like that in Pennsylvania. Probably not. Especially the the Pennsylvania Dutch, German, yeah. whatever. Mm. Hmm. But it's okay. You can still do it. I'm gonna keep. Talking. You can make fun of I'm farmers. Gonna, I'm gonna keep. Talking. I'm gonna make fun of farmers. Can I slip that joke into every episode? Probably. I think we've started that. Mm-hmm. Now. Yep, mm-hmm. that's great. Okay, so this article said you may wonder why the Pennsylvania Dutch mystical practice of powwow has any historical significance to Auburn, Pennsylvania. <laughs> The Pennsylvania Dutch had a significant presence in the Auburn area, and so they were a huge part of the heritage. So um, during the 1940s and 1950s was when it was like most prominent. They started having a large annual ceremony referred to the um, Auburn for Sommeling. It's a Pennsylvania Dutch term for meeting or gathering. Say it again. For Sommeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for Sommeling. We're going to have a for Sommeling. Mm-hmm. A meeting. Let's just I don't know. for a for a powwow for a powwow. <laughs> it's like shamwow. <laughs> We're like wiping the inside of a fish tank. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm imagining. Okay, great. Magically, glad we're on the same page. Okay. So there is a woman whose identity is uncertain. She once lived in the forest street and was said to have been skilled in the practice of powwow and mystical healing. Um, The residents of the Auburn area said that either a family member or themselves have been treated for illnesses or injuries by powwowers, but they didn't really, you know, talk about it. They just were just like, yeah, that's that's what we do. Like, I don't understand why. Like, this is a big thing. Like, we're just going to go. It's not that big of a deal. Well, that was one of the things that we, in the Patreon episode, it was like, such just a normal part. It wasn't a big deal. There was no reason to point yeah. it out. Like, it was just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So there was a family, the Grover family. They lived in a half of a double house. So they lived in a duplex <laughs> at 208 Forest Street in Auburn in the 1930s. Um, the patriarch of the family was David Grover, and he was a known powwower. He was an early resident of Auburn. And he was an Auburn Area Historical Society lifetime member. <laughs> I mean, that's just like, okay, great. Yeah. My mom is in the uh, Lancaster Historical Society. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lady that runs the one here in Nicholasville is like the sweetest little lady yeah. ever. My mom is too. Uh, well, of course, your mom is amazing. Um, Wait, you guys, my mom sent me a message uh-oh. that I don't remember which episode it was, but she was like, you said a bad word, which kind of surprised me because... I generally don't on here, you know. Yeah. Um, but then she said, you also said OMG a lot. 
Oh but, my gosh. I mean, I say, oh my God, but she didn't want to say that. Yes. And she was like, can you say, oh my goodness instead? <laughs> and I just, She's so I cute. think I just sent back, I love you. <laughs> She's so cute. She is really the cutest human being in the world. And she also yes. congratulated me on my diction. <laughs> so there's that. <clears throat> Go ahead. She's adorable. <laughs> okay. So the late Oscar Kilmer told of his own powwow experiences with David Grover. Oscar lived in the 100th block of Forest Street, just a literal stone's throw down the street from the Grover family. Oscar said that when he was a kid, he was super sick and he was bedridden. And then, um, like, normal medicine didn't make him feel better. So his parents were like, screw it. We're going to go talk to Mr. Grover and see if they can fix you. Mm -hmm. Oscar said he remembers laying in his bed, super sick, and Mr. Grover came in his room And started reciting phrases from a book he brought with him. And the book was titled The Sixth and Seventh Books of Moses. And when he was done, he lit a pipe, blew smoke into Oscar's mouth and nose, and then completed the powwow treatment. He's like, it is finished. It is done. That sounds gross. Ew. I hope it was like vanilla bean tobacco or something because that smells okay. He blew the smoke into the kid's mouth. Got it. Mm-hmm. Nose. Mm-hmm. What if the poor kid had asthma? He just made it worse. Okay. So, <laughs> questions. Yes. There are many. So then he was like, you know what? I just healed this kid. I'm going to attempt to heal some others. He was going to start doing this in and out of his home. So he was like, I'm going to start with my family members. It's like when you start something new and you're like, guys, you all are now my guinea pigs. I'm going to practice on you all first. Yeah. You all have to come to my my party where I sell Mary Kay because we're related. Come to my Tupperware party. It's going to be great. I sell it now. My Cutco knives. (laughs) It's, oh my God, those messages you receive on Facebook. Hey, boss babe. Hey, I haven't seen you in like 12 years. I know that I just sent you a friend request and um, you now have this message, but let's meet up. Yeah. I've really missed you since I haven't talked to you in 20 years. Oh, guess what I'm up to these days. I'm my own boss, you guys. (laughs) <laughs> okay so um i'm not against the no i'm no. against that message yeah just don't come at me yeah no. just nicely ask me if i want to buy something and if we haven't talked since high school i don't <laughs> also don't send my friends friend requests on facebook this happened to Kel- poor kelsey she was like do you know this person i said i haven't talked to that person in years and they're just a sister of an ex-boyfriend and she said well they just sent me a friend request and sent me a message asking if i wanted to buy some stuff from them i don't know who like, thinks that's a great sales tactic like what in the why? world why okay sorry Okay, so decades later, when Oscar was telling his story, he was asked if the powwow spell cured him. And it says in his usual fashion, he replied, hell no, I got sicker than ever. (laughs) He did eventually survive the illness, obviously. And then he was just like, it had nothing to do with the powwow treatment. Like, but we tried to make the guy feel better about himself. So we were just like, yeah, he's cured. Yeah. Yeah, It definitely, it definitely worked. Yeah, he's running around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. So David Grover's practice of powwowing extended beyond more attempts to heal others. He was just going to use this to just spread far and wide. Um, and then they started recogni- recognizing this on social media and television. 
Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my haircut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all over mm-hmm. again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo, uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh. got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay. So I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately Mm -hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like i turned it up i was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing you know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like oh my gosh this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's gonna be so tangled not with this one and it's magnetic so it's great so right now you guys our listeners can get 30 percent off their first order at timobeauty.com t-y-m-o beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. So after the Grovers, another family moved into this home. They'd purchased both halves of the duplex and they were going to convert it into a structure, into one home. Um, They made renovations to the interior walls to join the two halves, but they had no idea that, like, what David had done to the house to protect his family when he was learning powwowing. Or learning powwow, you know, learning the practice of powwowing. Guys, he was a powwower. I don't... Yeah, powwow education. Powwow education. Powwow education. He was a powwow educator. Yes, he was. Yes. Okay. He took some large measures to protect his home. Like what? So this family that was like tearing it apart didn't notice anything. They lived there several decades and then sold it to its current occupants. I think that they're still current I'm pretty sure. Um, They thought this is going to be a great home for us. They had it inspected. It was fine. And then they lived there for a brief time and the roof started leaking and they were like, oh, shoot, there's mold. Mm. There's mold in the interior and exterior walls. Um, And it was on Mr. Grover's side of the house where he had initially lived. Oh. So it was there. There was so much mold that some of the family members started getting sick, 
So they decided to tear apart the interior side of the walls and that wasn't, mold wasn't the only thing there. They discovered that portions of the attic floor allowed direct access to the top of these parts of the wall and objects had been dropped into these spaces, either accidentally or purposely. They weren't sure because he's not around anymore. Um, they removed the drywall, the plaster, and there was a lot of unusual items. In the walls. In the walls. Okay. Okay, there's this group on Facebook. Go join it now. It's like th- hidden things found in walls or Kara things. Kara is the one who added me to it. And it's, it's amazing. Uh, and people are always like banana for reference, like trying to like show the how size or whatever. Is. People are really funny. There on are it. so many strange things. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Some yeah. traumatizing things. Some yeah. great things. People are finding things in their yard. People are buying like old schoolhouses and it's terrifying. Yeah. So scary. So what did they find in these walls? Um, so it said some of the items found within the walls could easily have been accidentally lost when they dropped into the space, like an empty wooden thread spool or a small package of fishing hooks. Like, say somebody were just, like, walking around up in the attic and, like, dropped it and they are like, oh, shoot, I can't get that because it's now in the hole. In the wall. In yeah. the wall. Okay. But they said that some of the items were definitely intentionally placed so they could, like, dispose of them or hide them from the family members. And it was, like, a portion of a cigarette package, medicinal bottles, a vintage bottle with the name Hilleman and Philida. And it could either be, like, a soda bottle or a beer bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, another vintage bottle with A.G. Trader on it. Um, and New Haven was found in the 1800s. <laughs> 1890s. Jesus. Um, he was a popular New Haven barman, which implies the bottle may have had alcohol in it. Obviously it did. Right. Um, there was a broken bottle of cough syrup. So people were probably just like getting drunk on this and they're like, oh shoot, my mom's coming. Yeah. We're going to put it down the wall. wall. (laughs) Like whatever teenager discovered that's where he could hide things was like, yes, this is great. Yeah. No Um, one will ever know. Yes. So there were like other medicinal bottles, more alcohol, all that stuff shoved in the walls, tequila, you know, all the random things that you think like a teenager who's not supposed to have this stuff hid in the walls or whoever hid them. Mm -hmm. But these they don't think were from David. They think that he shoved some stuff in the walls because he had dark, dark, awful secrets um, that were horrifying and beyond terrifying, which is what some of these articles say. And I'm like, Y'all are just trying to stir up. This is back to the hex scare thing. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what do you mag- mean that's terrifying? Don't make witchy things scary. Don't make magic things scary. Mm-hmm. But they said, oh, well, what if these are the things that are making the family ill? No. It's the mold. There's mold in it the was walls. The mold. It's, it's mold. News articles started, like, exaggerating everything, building up hype, like, all this stuff. But they were just like, it's, it's not unusual. We're not terrified of what we found in here like it's not something you all need to be going after Mm -hmm. but there were some things that show that this guy did practice some other form of like medicinal usage and powwow powwow yeah okay so there was a curved piece of oak wood that had a strip of cloth tied to it and i'm just like that's like a flag or something i don't Mm -hmm. know Uh, an individual who specializes in the study of pennsylvania dutch heritage stated that this practice of tying knots around an object was used in powwow and then other other things in the wall were metal which um, a specialist stated was used in the spells for protection from hexes being placed against one person or place and these items 
There is also a badly bent and buckled curtain rod, an empty tin of healing ointment, a tin of black pepper, a metal funnel-shaped item, an unidentifiable round metal tin with a lid, an iron frying pan. And they were just like, well, maybe these are just like stuff they tossed and they were like trying to get rid of and they couldn't like bury them in the yard or something. Uh, But they said that the iron frying pan was still capable of being used. And so they were like, I don't think that they just discarded it. And then they said that the intentional placement of the frying pan within the walls was highly suggestive that its presence there was due to a powwow spell by Grover. Um, If one metal item was definitely placed within the walls for that purpose, it stands to reason that at least some of the other metal items found within the wall were placed there on purpose as well. So they think it's like, as a spell, you got to put a frying pan in your wall. Yeah, or just like whatever metal objects you have available. And he's like, well, shit, I've used all these tins (laughs) of metal. Like, I've used my cigarette tin. I've used this tin. I've used this tin. I mean, I guess the only thing I have available is my metal frying pan. I'm just going to shove those down the wall. It'll be great. So strange. It'll be lovely. (laughs) Um, And then they found other, like, certain ties to the powwow era. Like I said, there was the cloth thing tied to the piece of wood. There was um, a cloth with, it says, painstakingly sewn shut to secure the contents within it. Inside the cloth was found partial animal skeleton remains. Other skeletal remains of animals were found within other cloths. Numerous chicken feet were inside the wall. Why did they put them in the wall? Chicken skulls. I don't understand. Um, There's no other chicken bones, but there were rib cages present not sure if that was from a chicken or <laughs> like just rib cages yeah just like so just shoop, mm. shoop. the heads and the feet of the chicken were deliberately placed within the walls other animal skulls from small to moderate in size were found within the walls and they said some of these creatures like the mice and stuff could have like just, just died there, there on yeah. their own um, but others were deliberately placed in a specific way It'd be um, interesting. Yeah. Like, this building's really old. Yeah. I wonder what's in the walls. Yes. And it says that, like, for sure, the way that these are placed, like, people that were researching it, for sure, like, this is what it was there for. Like, he was a powwower. He was using his dark magic to do all of this stuff. The article said, the presence of these skeletal remains was not a dark and awful secret. Their discovery was not frightening. It wasn't terrifying. David Grover was just trying to protect his family and home and using his common practice of powwow. And it was just based on his religious beliefs. Oh, it's so like a protection spell. Yes. That makes sense. I guess because it's skeletons, people automatically think it's something dark. Yes. And it says that, you know, that book that we mentioned about Moses in the Bible, it was just like either these are affiliated with Moses in the Bible. We're not sure. But I mean, the man believed what he believed. It is certain that the media just kind of like freaked out and just wanted to take it it makes it a big story yes um it says that the walls of in this house have been cleared of his mementos the family is living within the home um they've done the repairs they renovated major portions of the house and they're not terrified of mold they're not sick anymore but it they're just like you know he left a legacy and we're just going to continue to you know think about that and the memories that we share because of it and that's interesting. Hopefully the world can learn more about it and, you know, be it, I yeah. guess, like more peace with it instead of just being terrified of it. I really, I enjoy that. Well, it's like, 
because I'd never heard of powwow stuff until no, these yeah. couple stories. So it is a nice way to just sort of bring awareness to yeah. what that was. Yeah. And I'm sure the media is like, the family is terrified. The family can And meanwhile, the family's their- like, no, mm-hmm. guys, we're good. Are you terrible? I'm not. We're good. They've got like the chicken foot on a keychain. They're like, no, I think, I think we it's fine. love this. It's fine. It's fine. Like they've got little altars in the house with like all the skulls on it and all their crystals everywhere. Yeah. Like, well, no, actually, we're super into this. No, yeah. it's so fine. We guys. think it's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah we're using these in our own practices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Happy Friday, you guys. My gosh, guys. Let's see. It is October 29th. My best friend from second grade on her birthday is the 29th. So everybody say happy birthday to Kristen. Happy birthday, say Kristen. Happy birthday to every happy Kristen birthday. you see, basically. Yeah, just in um, case. <laughs> then, of course, my birthday is Sunday. Sunday. Yep, so it's happening. Also say happy birthday to every Megan. Megan. Every single one. Just say. They'll all appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. I had to say this to you because I... Yeah. Yeah. Megan said so. <laughs> Megan said so. It's Megan's birthday. Um, so everybody must be celebrated. Can Every you believe Megan. it's already the end of October? No. It's going to be now Thanksgiving we're like, and then it's going to be New Christmas. Year's. There's like that blurred time between Thanksgiving and New Year's and you're just like, what have I done with my life? What is this? Have you started any Christmas shopping? <laughs> no, me neither. No. And everybody's stressing me out because they're all talking about shortages everywhere. And, and what I'm just like, I... Have you seen that meme of like what everybody's Black Friday is going to be? And it's what is her name? Melissa McCarthy. Yes, Melissa. Yes. Yeah. Um, she's like on like a little jet ski thing, like driving. It's like what everybody's Black Friday is going to be because you know those things. I don't do Black Friday shopping. Kara does. I've never in my whole entire life gone. We usually only shop for ourselves on Black Friday. Oh, yeah. I have. I don't even know what I'm getting this year. Kids that. When Toys R Us used to be a thing, that was the place to go. But now we just try to get the kids stuff out of the way before that so we can just enjoy it. And we play this game where it's like, what would you pay for it? And I've done that with you before. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to, if somebody's like, I like that, you pick it up, hide the price. What would you pay for it? And if they're like $15.99 and it's $12.99, they have to buy it. Yeah. But if if it's it's less than what you said you'd pay for it, you have to get it. Yeah. I think that's a really good idea because there's times when I'm like, do I really want this? And that's what I should do. Yeah. It's like, I, I would get this if it was this much money. Yep. Yeah. Thank you guys so for much. tuning in yes. all month long. We've loved creating so much extra content for you guys. Um, it's been a lot of fun. It really has. And we've but I'm also looking stories. forward to the break. Yes. yes. And going yeah. back to our two episodes yeah. a week. Going back to normal. Plus the Patreon content. Mm-hmm. We're also, by the way, um, planning on adding a little more um, bonus content to the Patreon starting next year. Yeah. So um, look forward stuff. to that. And we love you so So much. much. And thanks so much for listening to us. Goodbye. Goodbye.